driving on sunny days, we can skate, I got a place for you. This home that you put effort in, you told me it was made for two. The chances I would take for you to show you we're unbreakable. Every time we bonding, and when I'm in trouble, you get me out just like a bondsman. And kiss me in my sleep. When you feel them tears on my shoulder, you may weep. Even if it takes you weeks, I'll provide you what you need. For better or worse, at times we have broken up, but still made it work. For what it's worth, half of your burdens, I'ma help you hold that. It's relational, so I know that the soul matters. back here for our final show today on the unique couples marriage marathon and you're gonna be in for another fun-filled exciting topic as during this session we have with us special guests Kemar and Diani and they're gonna be talking on overcoming intimacy struggles. So we have New York in the house. Those of you who are joining us, go ahead, hashtag live squad. If you are here with us live, go ahead and type that in. We're all excited about you being here. Invite someone, go let someone know that we're back. Yes, we're back. Yes, we are. And going from high school sweethearts to military family, was just a part of what the Johnsons experience. Kemar and Deani Johnson are the hosts of It's Relational podcast. They are a young Jamaican couple who got married at the young age of 21 and are over seven years married to date. Their That's podcast cool. is focused on romantic relationships where they interview couples and singles. Their purpose is to encourage healthy relationships and for people to learn ways to have a successful relationship. When they are not helping singles and couples, Kamar works in the medical billing and Diani as a supervisor. The Johnsons surely learn how to keep the love and faith going in their relationship. Oh, yeah. So we're all excited to have Kamar and Diani back here with us and you can hear me say back here, like, yeah, because we've been talking so much. It just feel like you're back, <laughs> back with us. Um, so we're like, all excited to have you here with us during this marathon. We are all excited to have you back here with us during this marathon. We are all about the unique couples, marriage, marathon, Marriage overcomers, we are all that, right? We want to be that. Marriage overcomers thriving in this season and the next. So if you want to thrive in this season, go ahead, put thriving in the chat, in the comments for us. Those of you who are watching all over our social media platforms, we are so excited to have you. Go ahead, let us know where you're watching from. And hello, Kemar and Deani. Thank you for having us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, as we normally start out any talk, greetings and salutations, our good people. Kamar and Deanne coming right at you. And, you know, we got a lot to talk about. Um, I think let's talk a little bit about us, you know, where, who we are, where we're from. I know they mentioned us, so, you know, we got a lot to go through. So um, as they mentioned, you know, we are, you know, seven years married, going on eight years in actually August of next month. Yeah. And um, it's, it's so surreal to believe because we got married at 21 
And after that first year of being married, you don't really like we didn't really see us being going so far, not because we was negative or pessimistic, but it's just because we were so young. And, you know, sometimes people kind of get in your ears like, oh, you got married too young kind of a thing. You know, you know, has anybody ever experienced like getting married and just having a select crowd of people telling you, yeah, you're good, but maybe it wasn't the best move. And that, that small little doubt creeps in. And because of that, now you start to question everything. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, let's kind of, you know, talk a little bit more about us. So, you know, we are, you know, as mentioned, a young Jamaican couple. Um, so if you're from, you know, Jamaica, you know, big ups. Yeah, drop the flag in the flag. Drop the flag. <laughs> um, if you're from, you know, the Kingston Parish, if you're from the St. Catherine Parish, you know, big up yourself. You know, only real Jamaicans know what Spain is. So big up yourself if you come from Spain. <laughs> and all the Kingston, you know, numerical numbers, big up yourself. You know, we're going to throw that out there. Right now we're re- relocated in Queens, New York. So, you know, if you're from the boroughs in Queens, you know, of, of New York City, you know, represent Queens by default, we have to represent the Bronx too. So if you, yeah. you know, if you're from the BX, what's up? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, the Bronx, you know, has a heart only because we met in the Bronx. Yeah. Um, so, you know, shout out to, you know, all from New York, New York City, New York State. You know, we acknowledge you, but, you know, New York City is really the five boroughs, except Staten Island. We don't count Staten Island borough. No. Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you put Staten Island, love you. <laughs> yes. And we are 29, mm-hmm. and Kimara will be 30 this year. So we're both 29 oh, presently. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And just to throw, you know, you know, um, signs out there, right? You know, shout outs to all my Scorpios. If you're a Scorpio, please drop Scorpio. Scorpio all day, every day. No offense to any, any other signs, but Scorpios all day, is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we, like for us, like when we started out in high school, we were just like very excited about our relationship and just very full of life with everything and when we went into our marriage we felt the same way like when we got married it didn't feel like a difference true because we're like okay we already were calling each other husband and wife before we even got married yes so when it finally happened it was like okay we're official now mm-hmm. so we were we going we went into it like with child childlike excitement into our marriage yes. not really knowing like you know, what to expect and the ups and downs that comes with marriage, the seriousness of getting married, because we didn't get any counseling or anything like that. We just did it and was like, yeah, we're married. That's it. You know, and we kind of what we did was like build a brick by brick um, along the way of a stability in our marriage, which helped us a lot when we learned how to um, learn, learn each other, basically learn each other's personalities, each other's love language, start to love ourselves individually so we can be able to pour love into each other. Yes. Um, Cause I find that when I really started loving myself um, was prior to marriage actually, but I think it was around 19 or 20 years old when I said, okay, Deani, I actually love you girl. Right. Despite everything, I love you. Right. And if anyone has ever experienced just like a moment where you just like, you know what? I love myself. I love everything, all imperfections. And, it's power in that when you start to love yourself, because that helps you with your marriage. It helps you with your relationships, right. right? Loving yourself. Right. So, I mean, I guess, you know, thinking about it, you know, think of your time where you truly actually came to terms, not in a narcissistic manner or, or as you would say, cocky manner, but when did you truly begin to truly love yourself and not 
that, you know, big talk that you tell yourself, but like that true factor where it's like, yes, I love myself. Like what age do you think that was for you? And if it was always a thing for you, great. Kudos to you. I'm proud of that. You know, we had to kind of go through the trenches and like she said, brick by brick to get to that point, uh, which leads us truly into today's topic that we were so graciously given, which is, you know, overcoming int intimacy struggles. Um, you know, people may look as a young couple like us, right? What kind of struggle would you go through as a young couple? Like what kind of intimacy struggle would you go through as a young couple? But, you know, intimacy struggles affect no matter what year you are in your marriage. What happens is what are you going to do to overcome that, right? So that's what we're here to kind of talk about. Um, so it's a little bit of a lengthy topic because it spans from, you know, obviously on personal level to our together level. So I know Deanny wants to start with, um, you know, her personal level and then I'll chime in after um, yes. with mine. Yeah, well, how it is, well, I will say starting from the initial point when we first started being intimate, when we were boyfriend and girlfriend right? Um, back in high school, it was awkward, you know, and I didn't want to see Kimar the next day. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, why did we go to the same school? <laughs> Look at you right now. Yeah, so it, it was just funny that experience. And obviously, as we got more like um, comfortable with each other, our int intimacy, you know, skyrocketed, you know, and it's like the best thing ever, right? right? Um, but that takes time, right? To really know what you like. Um, when it comes to being intimate with a person and sharing that with them and for them to actually give you those kind of pleasures for yourself, right? right? So that was like our first little bump in a row, but well, let me ask, let me it ask. It got better. You know, out of curiosity, <laughs> is, is that relatable to other people? Like that yeah. first intimate moment that you have with them the, when you see them the next day, like, was it awkward for you? Yeah. For me, it, didn't, it wasn't awkward. I was just like, you know, you know, I guess I was high school. So when I saw her, I was like, yeah, I'm the man. But so I'm the man, but she was like, oh, no, I don't want to really see you. I don't really see you. Yeah. You know, so two different perspectives there. But that was her, you know, <laughs> mild little struggle there. Yeah. But another another point to them that happened to me really is when I gotten an IUD, um, which is, the, you know, a contraceptive um, to not get pregnant, you know, because being young and happening. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't, we didn't want to have any kids like right away. Right. Um, that's why like I've been on, on contraception for a while. Yes. Right. And while I was on that IUD, the second go around, because the first time I had it for like three years. Yeah. Three years was the first. Yeah. Three years was the first time. I didn't even tell Kamara when I first got it, actually. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm on IUD. So, yeah. Well, that IUD moment happened when I was away in the military, right? I spent some time away from home um, and she did a couple of things because she took advantage of the military health care, which nothing is wrong with that. But, you know, she went through that. But I expand more on the second time where you, you know, had gotten the IUD because it was a time gap, right? Yeah. It was three years to remove. It was three years she had the first one. And then I think it was like maybe six months. Then I got it removed and yes. then I got a second one. But the second go around with the IUD, I started to develop cysts on my fallopian tube, mm. right? And those hurt. <laughs> it was very painful. And like the first time I had a cyst, I didn't even know I had it. Um, I just started feeling discomfort um, right. when we were being intimate with each other. And I didn't, you know, initially express my uncomfortability um, with Kamar mm -hmm. because it was just like, 
yeah, I'm feeling pain, but I like you and I'm enjoying it, but I'm feeling pain. I'm in pain. I'm in pain. Yeah. And then, you know, when I went to my gynecologist, ladies, visit your gynecologist on a regular basis. Okay. Visit her or him, whoever. Visit them on a regular basis. Yes. (laughs) To keep your, you know, your girl down there very tip top shape. Yes. And then when I learned that I had a cyst and then the, she was like, okay, you can take, um, I'll put you on another contraceptive to get the cyst down, which was like the pill version. Right. Okay. Cyst went away. Then still came back a couple more times. Right. <laughs> it was so annoying with the cyst. Um, and that's still like after a while, like when the cyst like, you know, came and went and then like finally stayed away for some time, then I felt more comfortable within my skin. I felt the groove back um, with us, you know, being intimate and all that. And then it came back again. And I said, you know what? Enough with the IUD. <laughs> yeah. So I got off of it like a few months ago um, as of this year, because the cysts were just coming too often. Right. You know, and it just was causing an issue with me loving my man. Like, okay. It's like, I don't like this. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, to, to piggyback <laughs> off of that, the real struggle came down um, personally for me with her was I didn't know she was feeling so much pain during, you know, that, that intimate moments, right. As a man, you know, like we always, you know, want to take care of, of our women, make sure they're happy. But I would ask her like, yo, was that okay? You're good. You're all right. It's like, yeah, that was good. Lo and behold, it was maybe mildly painful, but at the same time enjoyable. So was it truly enjoyable? You know, I, it's, it's kind of like 50, 50. So the struggle there was, you know, she wanted to obviously be intimate with me, but she knew in the back of her head, like, this is going to hurt, or maybe I just don't even want to do it. So there was many times where we just didn't do anything because, you know, she would say she's cramping, which now I realize, um, as the young people say, that was cap, which is AKA lying. She was lying. It was just, she was in pain, like true pain that she didn't really want to do it. I used to think it was just, oh, like, what's up? Like, are you just not feeling me anymore? Like, are, like, are we separating? Like, are we going different paths? But lo and behold, it's because the cysts were really starting to attack her. Um, it's funny. One time the gynecologist saw a large um, cyst. You remember that time they saw the large cyst? Yeah. And it was like, oh, well, you know, we can give you this contraceptive, you know, which is the birth control pills to reduce it. Or during, um, you know, during intimacy, maybe, you know, it could be, you know, in a way where it's ruptured during that time. And I wasn't really a fan of it rupturing that time because, you know, the cyst could potentially be filled with blood and, you know, so on and so forth. Sorry, I got a little graphic, but like, this was a true struggle that we honestly didn't know how to deal with, you know, in the grand scheme of it, in the moment. So when Deanny came to terms and said, hey, I'm just going to take it out completely, um, obviously this is, you know, opening up the path for, you know, opening, you know, starting a family, you know, if an accident happens, but I, we was okay with it. So our more of the story with this in, 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 intimacy struggle, um, is truly communication, communication and having a transparency. So I didn't find out until months later, she was going through so much pain and she didn't want to do, you know, certain actions or she didn't want to be intimate because of that. But what we learned was communicating that specific issue definitely helped us in the long run. Because once she did communicate it, now I'm a lot more understanding instead of thinking negative thoughts like, is there somebody else? Is what's going on? Are, are you just not enjoying it? Am I not doing, being a man for you anymore? So that was the major thing that we learned there. Communication was key. 
Now, ask yourselves or even let us know, like, how big is communication to you with your partner and to your partner, right? We talk about communication so much, right? But do you ever talk about the second hand of it, which is comprehension, right? We can communicate, communicate, but if you're not comprehending what's being communicated, then it's utterly useless. Yeah. So think about those times where you were communicating, but it, the other person wasn't comprehending and, you know, maybe drop a time or, you know, even if you relate, just drop a yes, I relate because we all go through that struggle of just that communication. Right. So, yeah, let me segue into another struggle we had, which is really obvious or easy for us. So, as you know, I went away in the military for um, about three years. Um, I was, you know, a part of the military here in the uh, New York Army. Um, what comes with joining the military is that initial training. Um, the training was about, you know, six months. But fun fact, we got the same year we got married is the same year I went to training. So we got married in August and I left in October. So our whole first year of marriage, we spent away. Now, the first year of marriage is already tough, as experts always typically say, but now we're not even, we, we don't even have the opportunity to be intimate. And, you know, this is the army and it's the military. So you don't have time to, you know, speak interestingly on the phone. Like they take away all of that yeah. and we have to resort to letters. Right. So this was an obvious, you know, issue that we faced where yeah. we just wasn't together. And how do we fix that? Well, eventually I had to get back stateside or I had to get back to New York and, you know, we just rekindled our, our relationship. You remember that time? Like, how would you describe um, yeah. that time, you know, when I was away? Because obviously it's a, it's a struggle for me. I'm a well, bunch. I just, know. being that I was sad that you're away, I, I ate a lot. Well, talk about that. What happened? Yeah, I did a lot of stress eating. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stress eating. <laughs> and you actually also, you know, you told me because I wasn't there, she could, that, that touch, that physicality that yeah. was there. She used to put on like my clothes. Oh yeah. I used to put on like your clothes, your shirts and sleep in it. Cause I just wanted to feel like you're holding me. Cause I was <laughs> like, man, you're mad far. I get it. Yeah. And then after a while with the letters, it was like, okay, I'm over this. It's cute. It's romantic, <laughs> but I'm over this now. It's like, where are you? Why didn't you call? And if I don't get a letter, I get upset. It's like, man, you don't love me no more. Like, this is so hurtful. Yeah. So it was very, you know, it was long distance. Yeah. It long, was distance, long distance. And I tell you people that overcome long distance relationships and just like handle that, like with grace, more power to you. And God bless you in so many ways. Cause that is amazing. Right. I was struggling hard. I mean, both of us, Yeah. Um, you know, you think about it, like, think of a time if you ever had to experience a long distance relationship yeah. because of, let's say, work or school or something. And, you know, obviously your significant other isn't there with you. Like, what do you do? Like, can you relate to that? Like, it, yeah. it was it was crazy. Like, I, I think statistics kind of show like like 50 percent of the time couples do go through that where it's a week or a month or so on and so yeah. forth. We're just away from each other. And it's like what are we supposed to do? Yeah. Now you have the phone where you could talk to each other, but again, we had only letters. So pen pals, if you will, if anybody know about pen pals, we were pen pals for about six months and I snuck in a couple of calls, but because it's government, you know, phone lines, I'm not going to say, Hey, what you wearing? <laughs> I don't, I don't want uncle Sam and, and maybe my, my platoon leader hearing what I'm saying. No, 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 no. So yeah, we, we're doing that. Short conversation. It's like, hi, I'm okay. That's it. How was your day? Kind of thing. <laughs> day was good, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. Conversation. Yeah. And then um, I think the last struggle we'd want to talk about is um, understanding like our needs and wants, right? Um, I may have more of a higher need to be intimate, whereas she may not. But in the beginning phase, she kind of went along with the flow. And I said, hey, let's go. She's like, all right, let's go. But at that time, while she's getting to learn herself and love herself, she was just going with the flow. But eventually she had to come to a point where she was like, yeah, you know what? Even though you're ready to go, I'm not ready to go. And I have to be okay with that. So that was a struggle in itself because, hey, I was used to like, you know, turn on the car, let's go. Versus, and she's like, all right, come, you know, we're going to drive out. But she was like, no, 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 let's not even get in the car. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, she's like, I don't, I, I'm not in that mood. I'm like, well, you used to be in that mood all the time. Like, what happened? Well, not things change, but like, I'm learning to say, you know, no, if you will. And I, I don't, that sounds a little weird when it comes out, but you're learning to just, you know, be more vocal. That's yeah. what it was, being yeah. more vocal. That's, and that's not going with the flow. Saying. I just, I just um, got to a point where I just wanted to just, like when I do those kind of things, um, being intimate with Kamara, like it's just to be comfortable with yes. it, you know, and just not just go with the flow all the time right. just because I want to please you, you right. know, because there's sometimes when, you know, I'm not in the mood. There's sometimes Kamara's not in the mood, you know, and it's like I got to ex- um, accept his wishes and not be like, oh, just because you're not in the mood, I'm in the mood, we're, we're going to go anyways. Right. No, that's not how you operate in a relationship. Right. It has to be consent, yes. Right. Consent in a relationship is a thing too, you Facts. know? Yeah, and you don't want to be in that kind of forceful need. You're forcing yourself onto your spouse. Right, no. right. We don't do that here. Right. I think then, and, you know, that's probably one of the lasting points we're going to hit because that was the biggest one that we had to overcome because, again, you know, from like, let's say the earlier part into, you know, you yeah, know high school, yeah, yeah, high school, college, it was like, yeah, yeah, like, all right, let's go. Like, I'm down, down. for whatever. You so know? we're talking about a span of maybe like four or five years of, you know, hey, let's go. All right, let's go. To, mm, I'm not really feeling like it. Whoa, hold on, <laughs> hold on. It wasn't like this before. Where where did this come from now? Yeah. So that was a major adjustment um, for both of us, right? And again, it came down to what? Communication, um, comprehension, and also patience. Patience was me. Patient with her. <laughs> because I, I I had to understand that she has to be in the mood to do certain things, right? She has to be in the mood to want to do things. Yeah. So, you know, that's something I would just stress to everybody. Make sure your partner is, is emphasizing what they want, when they want it, and how they want it. Make yeah. sure you listen to that. Are you actually listening to your partner? Like, can you think of a time where it was just like, hey, I, I want this, but no, I don't want this. And like, what was it? What was it? Like, are we just going to fight? No, we, we can't fight over that each time because then it's, it's useless and pointless fighting. Yes. And also, um, when it comes to your partner, don't be a selfish lover. Like, let's, that's a struggle in itself. Don't be a selfish lover. Don't be like, I get all that what I need and I'm good and then you get nothing. It's like, <laughs> that's not fair, you know? It's called a team atmosphere here. In this team, everybody wins, okay? We got to win together, mm-hmm. right? We have one flesh. Right. We win together in the marriage. So we both got to um, experience an amazing feeling, right. you know? Right. And also, like, there are times when, like, 
there's certain things you don't like that you used to like years ago. It's like, I used to like, I don't like that anymore. So we're, we're yes. changing up and be flexible. Right. Be flexible in the changes of your, your intimacy levels. Be flexible in that. Because it's not always going to be the same thing all the time. Yes. You know, and just yeah. like Kamara said, listen and comprehend what your partner is telling you. Because they will tell you like, hey, I'm not feeling this. Mm-hmm. You know, can we do something else? Right. And so, be okay with that. Yep. Yeah. So I think that ending point really is, you know, Yes, it's about communication, but it's truly about the comprehension because you can't communicate till, you, till you're black and blue, but if the person not comprehending, then it's a yeah, reason it's like, like talking to a brick wall. It's yeah. like, are you there? Yeah. Nobody's there. <laughs> and you can't fight a brick wall and you're not going to fight the person. Yeah, too. you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> you can't sit down to just take it, you know, take time to get to know each other, learn each other's needs and wants. And if you do have a struggle in the intimacy level, you know, work at it with each other, talk to each other about it, Yeah. you know, and work it out. Because there are times where you you like a person and they just suck in bed. They just suck. And you got to let them know. I don't say you suck in bed. Just say, you know, there are things, you know, I would like to show you that will help me better enjoy our time together because it's the it's the delivery okay you got to be good with your delivery don't be malicious um when speaking to your partner about the intimacy struggles um don't be condescending don't don't be hurtful you know give a proper delivery um so you can get your point across without hurting that person right and you know for 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 those who you know are caribbean people yeah very tough you know the way we you know i know we're very direct around the edges you know i would say you know take time or tech time with the person when you're talking to them you know when you're giving them that friendly you know advice or that uh that little suggestion right yeah so just take time with them when you're going through that so it, it's not received on a like attacking level right yeah so i think that kind of wraps up a little bit of, of our topic um i guess i want to end with our final points of you know just a little timeline so again we met in high school um in the bronx right and i was a junior she was a, a sophomore we met in spanish class you know so that was a whole story and we got engaged at um 1920 no 19 no sorry 18 yeah we were engaged for three years yeah so we engaged at 18 so think of the timeline engaged at 18 on new year's eve um my favorite line to her was i don't want to go into the new year calling you my girlfriend i won't call you something more so you know i guess if you you, you're hearing that you know you know you could keep that line there i I guess i guess that means we're engaged for two years we was engaged for two years no three because we got married at 21 both of us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then we got married at 21. And then here we are, 29. 29. Yes. We don't have any kids. We, again, we have a cat. We have a cat. His Kemba. Name is Kemba. Big up yourself, Kemba. You're yeah. not going to eat this, but I still want to big him up. He's yes. probably hearing this outside. This but... might be <laughs> Kemba, cat, yeah. But um, also, as mentioned, just to wrap up, you know, so we do host It's Relational podcasts, and, and it is all centered around the couples. So we can be found on YouTube. It's searching It's Relational, the podcast. You'll see us. Uh, we can be found on Instagram, It's Relational.co. Um, we're on Facebook as well, you know, searching It's Relational, the podcast. And, um, you know, so we're all out there. We're ready to connect. We're ready to always learn. And we're always ready to, you know, disperse some of the information that we've learned that helped us in our relationship. Also hearing from other couples on what they learn and what makes their relationship tick.
Awesome. Awesome. This has truly been incredible. Um, Deanne, I saw you kind of like, you know, not being sure of those dates. That sound like me. <laughs> I was like, what? You're like, really? How long was that? It's been so long ago. I don't remember. <laughs> but it was, it was definitely, um, right on target. Thank you guys for sharing so much and just being transparent with, you know, what you're saying. Um, we got some questions in, so I want to just go ahead and, and ask those um, questions. So um, just before we wrap up and then, yeah. So um, at one point you mentioned being, um, well, not telling um, Tamar about what was happening to you. Why were you, do you, why were you afraid to kind of like communicate what was happening to you or what you were experiencing? Um, uh, yeah. Why were you afraid to communicate that? Well, initially, um, I didn't know what it was mm -hmm. initially. Um, like I didn't expect my IED to be causing cysts since I didn't have it prior to. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, maybe it's just like random cramping, you know? So I was like, okay, it'll pass. It's, you know, it's not that deep. And it's just when it persisted a lot, I was like, okay, I'm not feeling well today. We're not doing it. <laughs> not doing it today. Yeah. So, and then he, you know, he was understandable during those times, but it just, when I had the gynecologist explained to me, that's when I said, okay, Kimar, there is a serious issue I had. There right. was a cyst on my Philippine tooth. I freaked out. It was gigantic. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it needed surgery. And, <laughs> you know, these are what I, I got to take the pill to shrink it. To make it go away right and even yeah. with that time when she mentioned when she finally mentioned to me i think it was it was necessary for her to mention it to me but because she did i was just so nervous about being um intimate because i'm like am i hurting you like i don't oh yeah, hurt you. yeah so you did. it was so awkward for a period of time so i'm like I, I don't like i declined i'm like no no even though you're ready i said no 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 no, no. i'm not ready because yeah. i might be hurting you and i don't want to be the bad guy yeah yeah, and, and, and that happened. And I think um, you two got to a point where you were actually talking about it, um, you know, and, and discussing it. And sometimes, like with this next question, um, this person is asking, why, what do I do if my husband doesn't want um, to speak with me or have sex with me? Okay, so if, um, you guys want to talk, tackle that question. What do I do if my husband doesn't want to speak with me or have um, sex with me. Uh, sometimes it's just, you know, these things happen. Yeah, they do. Um, well, I mean, Kamar does that to me. <laughs> when he does that, you know, I give him some time um, to cool off, right? Because uh, you don't want to, what do you say? Don't um, pet an angry bear or whatever. I don't know what they say. Pet an angry dog. I guess so. Like, just leave, give him some time um, to just cool off, I would say, um, before you approach him to find out what's really going on. Because a lot of times you may want to talk to a person at this moment, but they're not ready to talk mm -hmm. because they're still in their angry feelings and you don't want them to say something that's going to cut you deep, <laughs> you know, and that's going to be something that may be hurtful later on when you may think about it like I remember that time you was upset at me you told me some things and I did right. not like it right you know so give them some time to cool off and then come again with them like okay what is the issue and then tell me I will be quiet and you can speak you have the floor tell me what it is and I will depend on what it is you know I will work on it right 
And the best thing is still communicate, right? Mm -hmm. Don't let the night go by and you have not talked about the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Do not go to bed angry. Don't go to bed angry, but (laughs) don't do it. Do not do it. Even if it's 12 a.m., it's still the same day. Listen, we're talking about it. I agree. Okay, before we go to bed. So at least we can come to an understanding and a, a compromise of like a solution to what's going on. Because right. sometimes it could be something so little that he may have took out of a portion, but I didn't see it that way. But when he explains to me like, hey, you know, I felt uncomfortable in this situation or, you know, I felt offended because of something you did and I may not have noticed it, but... With him explaining that to me, I can say, you know what? I can see your point now. And I'm very sorry. You know, I will work on that. That is something I will work on, you know, to make you feel better. Right. right? I think also to piggyback off of her, um, you know, like she said, you don't want to pet an angry bear or dog or whatever <laughs> may have you. Um, but in, in, in layman terms, the way I would say is, you know, you know, don't force it. Or as, you know, like I always say a lot of times when it comes to like a pressuring thing, I said, man, now I pressure nobody pick me. Yeah. Right? Um, but in terms of, you know, give that person, like she said, their space. But when it comes time to a lot of times what we truly do is we kind of like badger the person, like what's the problem, what's wrong? And they're not, again, ready to talk. So I think opening up a conversation with, you know, I see something is up, you know, I'd like to discuss. Are you ready to discuss it? Not, you know, you know, go headway in and say, you know, I see what's the problem. Well, let's talk. We need to do this right now. Like going at that assertiveness and trying to be dominant is not going to help the situation. There's a reason for everything. Nothing happens for no reason. There's a reason for everything. You just have to be patient and find out what the reason is. You know, like she said, don't let it go past a day. Don't let it go past, you know, overnight because you never want to sleep on, you know, ill feelings overnight. You will wake up ill and not ill sick. You will wake up ill like you know, here's part two of said situation. Here's part yeah. three of said situation and so on and so forth. Yeah, like, and I don't want to be a nagging wife, you know? And I would, I don't want Kimar to be a nagging husband by con- consistently badgering about the situation. It's like, okay, give me some time to right. cool down. Then I will talk to you. You know, I, got, I know I have to talk to you about it, you yeah, know? And also that person needs to be willing to talk to their wife. Yeah. Don't be so, like, pissed off, like, okay, okay, I'm not going to talk to her. Um, for two days, no. You you need to talk to her same day. Like you give you a couple hours, couple minutes to cool off, but you need to talk to your wife. Unless you don't want to be here. If you're not trying to work this relationship, then the door is there. Head out. But if you are here with me and you want us to work together and grow together, we need to have a conversation. And I'll check back with you in two hours. Play video games or do what you want to do, but I'll check back with you. <laughs> Lunch, dinner, or lunch will be served soon. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, uh, and I, I know, like and I know Kemar would have mentioned it several times in the conversation. He talked about communication and then he also talked about comprehension, and mm-hmm. both of them work together. And mm-hmm. that is very important in a marriage, in your yes. relationship, to have that communication and then mm-hmm. to comprehend what you are talking about and that will that will definitely help you to connect that will definitely help tonight yeah so um yeah like we said thanks again for sharing and being so open um 
with your topic and you know with your lives. So go ahead, everyone. If you have your questions, go ahead and still put them in the chat and in the comments. We will um, try to get back to those questions and and um, send in their answers and type in answers. So go ahead and continue to put your questions in the chat and your comments. Show Kimar. Kemar and Deanny, some love. Let's see those hearts and stuff going up. Show them some love. Um, really, really big up. All of the Caribbean, Jamaica, yes, and 242 definitely represent. Um, <laughs> watching from all around the world. So go ahead, show your flags. Um, this has truly been an, a great marathon. We want to thank Kemar and Deanny again for just um, being here and yes. a, a part of, of our unique couples family and being a part of this marathon. Um, and like you said, consent is definitely important in a relationship. So for those of you who are out there, the persons who um, had those questions, remember that, hey, if you really want to be a part of that relationship, you'll do your part in making it work. You'll do your part in making it work. So um, thank you again, Kimara. Kim oh, geez, I keep Kemar and Deanna, <laughs> stay around, stay tuned in. We want to thank everyone and share, 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 okay? Share on YouTube, share on Facebook, share on Twitter, share, share, share. Get it out, put it on status or wherever. Just share because guess what? Um, you are going to help. So share to help. Share to help someone who is struggling with, it might be something that the Johnsons just said that, you know, they need help with. So go ahead and share, share, share. Yes, and don't, 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 don't not forget to be a part of our Unique Couples community on Facebook, How to Strengthen Your Marriage Facebook group. Go ahead and join us. It's a free community. Come in and learn ways that you can strengthen your marriage. We are live there every Monday. We are in there for Sip and Spill at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're married, if you're serious about your relationship, you will be a part of that group. So it's where married couples meet to um, strengthen their relationships. So go ahead, be a part of that, be a part of the sip and spill conversation. And even though the sessions are over, you still have work to do in your marriage, right? Yeah. You're still <laughs> growing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Marriage is not a, oh, we got, we got married and we tied the knot and we put the ring on. No, it mm -hmm. is, we got to work on this relationship. We have yeah. to make this work on a daily basis because what we're celebrating what 19, 19 years, years now wow. and <laughs> that's amazing 19 years ago yeah. so we're growing and learning and hey we tell you just those daily actions on a daily basis that will help you so yeah, go so ahead go ahead and type in hashtag marriage overcomers so you can make sure you get those 21 date night mm -hmm. items yeah you know, Yo. we love day nights. Yes, we love day We talk night. about day it all the time important. in our marriage, our Unique Couples Marriage Club. We do have a paid group for married couples, those who want to take their relationship to another level. We we totally um, endorse having those date nights, those special nights. And, you know, we talk about everything, intimacy, sex, um, trust, communication, just having fun and making your marriage. It's just daily things that you do. So we, we give those prompts, husbands, what you can do, wives, what you can do to make your relationship work we have our quickies um twice well five sessions every, every yeah so we have about 10 of those and then we have challenges going on in there as well so if you're really serious about your relationship you will join us in the unique couples marriage club we had fun today yes remember your marriage is not a sprint nope. it's a marathon yep yep it's the daily habits you practice that will make the difference in your marriage yes. so go ahead 
and do the work. Watch your relationship soar. Yep. Your marriage is meant to thrive and we can help you do it. So make sure you are a part of the unique couples community. Yes. There is just like their help is always available. There's yes. no reason for you to go um, and not get the help that you need and feel as if you are lost and without that help. So join us, join us, connect. We love you all. Yes. And we are definitely building stronger, stronger couples, couples, healthier, healthier marriages, and happier, happier families. families. Bye. 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 <laughs> Ooh, it's relational.